Today's show is brought to you by The Message, an original science fiction podcast from Panoply and GE Podcast Theater. Search for The Message on iTunes. Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. And there are a lot of big things coming up. It's holiday season, which means you have the pressure to like make pies for potlucks and buy the perfect gift for your mom, who, if you have a mom like mine, she is impossible to buy for. And then comes New Year's, and with that comes the pressure of, you know, buying million-dollar tickets to some bar and making a New Year's resolution that is both not cheesy and somehow achievable. So thinking about all of this, I seem to find one common thread, which is money. Every year, a bunch of us are stuck with the financial pressure of buying gifts and buying plane tickets and going to dinners and parties and just watching our paychecks fly away. And then year after year, you resolve to create a real live adult budget and none of that really ever happens successfully. So today, I have asked Anna Newell-Jones to join me. She caught my eye because she went on a year-long spending fast in order to erase more than $20,000 in debt. And now she's a finance expert and a saving expert, creator of the blog And Then We Saved, and author of the upcoming book, The Spender's Guide to Debt-Free Living, How I Did a Spending Fast and Went from Broke to Badass in Record Time. And that comes out in April 2016. So while she can't turn us into expert savers in 20 minutes, a lot of that is up to us, she can offer some tips to get us through the holidays and the new year without totally blowing our budgets. So welcome, Anna. Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. So I think I've hooked everyone with the fact that you got rid of an enormous amount of debt in a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And you did that through a spending fast. So can you take us through sort of what that was like when you realized that you were, what was it, $23,000 in debt? Yep, Yep. $23,605.10 in debt. (laughs) Where did that come from? Was that like student loans and credit card debt? Yep. All of the above. All of those so, wonderful things. Um, yeah, college loan debt. I had a, a loan that my parents took out for me on my behalf, and then um, credit card debt. And one day you realized you were like, "This is this is too big an issue to ignore, and we have there needs to be something better than a monthly, you know, payback." Yeah, yeah. So I had been doing what most of us do. You know, I had been like yeah, I'm going to pay back all of my debt and, you know, do a budget. And I would send, you know, 20 extra bucks here or there. And then I would just constantly get frustrated because, I, you know, I would try hard and then I would see absolutely no progress. Mm-hmm. So what I did is it was actually in December, right mm-hmm. after I had spent a whole, I was going home. My family lives in Nebraska and I was on a plane and I had just spent a ton of money on a plane ticket and on all these gifts. And mm-hmm. I had just for, I believe, nine years straight, I had gone and rolled money from my overdraft to my checking account just to cover my overspending. So and, really quickly, can you just mm-hmm. clarify what that means to roll from, oh, yeah. just for the benefit of people like me who just don't, I'm so money illiterate in so many oh, ways. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I would just go into my account online and then I had an overdraft account through my bank, which was a line of credit with an extremely high interest rate. And I uh-huh. would just transfer hundred bucks here, hundred bucks there. Got it just to make sure I didn't go into overdraft. Got it. So 
I was just continuing to do that. And I felt really, really bad about myself. And my, I owed a lot of money to my parents and they had no idea the way I was spending. Cause I was like going on trips and I wasn't telling them about right. it. I was going out to eat. I was, you know, I kept telling my mom, Oh yeah. You know, like I'll, I spend, I send you as much money as I possibly can. There's just no extra money. And I truly believe that there was no extra money. I, I had convinced myself that I was doing the best I could. Right. But I knew also that I wasn't probably being totally honest with myself if I looked at the reality of how I was truly spending my money. Because while I didn't have money to send to her, <laughs> to my parents, yeah. I did always have the cutest clothes. Right. You I could always, always go out to dinner <laughs> yeah. or to brunch with your friends. Uh-huh. I know. I have a similar thing where I'm like, oh, rent is tight this month, but definitely have a great a bunch of great brunch plans lined up so yeah. those are two different things right like it's yeah. like one is monopoly money and one is real money uh-huh. and that's how you kind of differentiate it <laughs> no nope, exactly so you went home for the holidays that year and and is that when you came up with the idea for this fast or what kind of yeah. prompted the idea to go to that extreme you know i was sitting on the plane and i had heard the idea of a spending fast before but i didn't there wasn't really anything out there about it and i had just you know, I didn't really know what it was, but so I just kind of made, made it up as I went. And on that plane ride, I decided, okay, you know what, I'm going to try to just get out of my credit card debt. And at that time it was Mm $6,000, which is slightly lower than the national average. But I was like, well, I could try to make a dent in that, you know, that that seems doable. 6,000 seems doable in a year. Mm -hmm. And that was the other thing I decided I would do it for a year. And you know, from the words spending fast, I figured that meant just spending on needs only. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there wasn't a lot of like literature out about how to do a spending fast. Right. So I just kind of figured I would make it up as I went. And that's all I had figured out at that point. And I decided, you know, it just so happened to be really good timing with January 1st, just around the corner. Right. So that's when I decided I would start. So what did this, so what, what, what went into planning it out? Like what did it involve? Was it every month you set a budget for yourself? Were there specific things that you were like, I need to go cold turkey and cut this out forever? You know, how did, what does that, what did that fast end up looking like? Yeah. So what it ended up looking like is I decided to uh, create a wants and needs list. Okay. And that ended up being the backbone of my spending fast. So rather than do something like create a budget, I decided I'm going to try to spend as little as humanly possible. And so basically I went into kind of survival mode spending and it was, what do I need to live on? What, what types of things do I need to buy to survive my life? Okay. I need food. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. obvious. Right. I need to pay my rent. I need to pay utilities. And so I basically just went through and figured out, you know, what do I need to survive? And then once I, had my wants and needs list. So on the wants side, it was things like eating out, new clothes. And I decided, okay, I'm just going to spend the money on the needs and I'm going to spend as little as humanly possible on those needs. So that meant, you know, okay, I have a gym membership. Health is important. You know, I decided that was a priority for me. Okay. And so I decided, okay, how can I get my gym membership down? So it was just, you know, things like that. So I think one thing I think about, and and in this year you did so much and you clearly cut back a ton, but 
when you mentioned that some of the wants were like going out to dinner, going to the movie, yeah. something like that. I think one of the hardest things about disciplining yourself as a young person, as a 20-something, to really <laughs> save all this money is that you're, you know, forming friendships and being social is so important at this mm -hmm. age. Like, you maybe you move to a new city and you really need to meet new people. Maybe your coworker, you know, bonding with your coworkers is important and people are going to happy hour. Yeah. You know, just finding, feeling like you fit in often comes with dinner or museums or something like that. Mm -hmm. So how did you navigate that, the social pressure and, the, and, and, you know, the pleasure that comes from being around people with you know, not wanting to be the one person that's like, oh, guys, like, I, I, I really can't go out to dinner, yeah. but, but I'll meet you awkward, to walk right? on the sidewalk or something yeah. <laughs> like, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's that really is probably the toughest thing for most people. Well, what I did is in situations where I could, like the people that were closest to me, like my really good friends, I would just tell them, this is what I'm doing. And like I just kind of laid out like the spending fast and how it's not a forever thing. Mm -hmm. It's a for now thing. And in a year, things will be back to normal. You know, I just, I basically made the spending fast the bad guy. And I was like, you know, I would love to, but I'm on the spending fast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would roll my eyes and just kind of be like, Ugh, what a drag, the spending fast. But then they, they got it and it got easier. And then, you know, they, I just told them in a way where, I was just really honest and I just kind of tried to lay it out on the line like I've really got to do this to make my life better and this isn't something I'm doing to just make myself suffer or um you know I think that's what it comes down to a lot of times is like our friends don't want us to want to see us suffer so if we present it in a way like oh I you know I can't spend money on anything this is horrible life sucks like then they're gonna be like yeah it sucks stop doing it yeah you know but if you're like I'm doing this thing it's gonna be tough but I need you to have my back on this and let's do some other things besides like going out to the bar every weekend or like going shopping which we normally would do like it just we're, we can still hang out it's just gonna look a little different and did you find that they were that a lot of people were excited to find like free things that you could do? I mean, yeah. I feel like that would be great. I would love if my friends were suddenly oh, yeah. like, let's do things for free only. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like if you can have an honest conversation with, you know, like the people that are closest to you, I found that people were really surprisingly, like you said, like surprisingly into the idea of spending less because they had money problems too and no one talks about it yeah no know? one at 20 something years old yeah. is like in the green and and feeling awesome about their bank account yeah yeah so it's like i found that a lot of people started opening up to me actually about their money issues and they were like you know kind of starting to get inspired by this idea and they're like hey i want to do that too and you know they really loved the idea of cutting back. And so I think to get back to your question and, um, you know, how to approach that, I think a lot of it is taking the lead if you can and, you know, kind of being your own advocate and saying like, Hey, I've got these, you know, ideas you want to, you know, cause there's always someone when you're trying to figure out, Oh, what should we do this Friday night or whatever? There's always someone who's got an idea. And it's like, if you have a couple of ideas in line, then you can just say, Hey, I've got this idea. Why don't we go to the jazz in the park thing or let's you know go play frisbee or something like that you yeah, know it's probably an even better way to yeah. explore a city because then oh, you yeah, really have to sure. look as opposed uh -huh. to just the, taking the easy way out 
Yep. And there are so many free things too once you start looking like, especially in like, I mean, I want to say obviously in big cities, but um, in little cities too, there's yeah. always something. Absolutely. Hi, Nikki Tomlin here, and I'm the host of The Message. I'm going to take you into an elite cryptography think tank and check it out. Their top project right now is to decode a highly classified radio transmission from the 1940s. Have you listened to it yet? Not yet. Uh, we're having a discussion about that. But if I offered you the chance to listen to it right now... Um, sounds like a no. Well, we don't really know what it is. Voices, music, breathing... But, you know, I'm not going to mess with that thing. To sum it up, extraterrestrials. Subscribe to The Message on iTunes. So after six months, so you kind of set out to do this, and at first you set out $6,000 in a year, mm -hmm. and you yep. ended up saving much more than that in a year. Yes. I mean, you made a huge dent. So, yep. so when did you start, re like, when did you really start to see the dramatic change and, and how did you feel after, you know, three, four, five, six months? Was it incredibly difficult and then it got easier or do you, did you just coast through the year? You know, how did it feel? So in the beginning I was super pumped and I was like, this is awesome. You know, <laughs> I'm going to save all this money. And then, you know, I was telling people about it and I was like, yeah, go read my blog and then we save.com, you know, and yeah. then they were, everyone was really excited and it was something, um, it was just really exciting in the beginning and it was a novelty and then real life set in and yeah. it started to not be so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like February comes and you're yeah. like, uh, New Year's resolution time is over. I want to yeah. go back to eating cake and sugar and buying things and not going to the gym. <laughs> Exactly. You know, right. it's like, this isn't super fun. Like, why did I say I was going to do this for a year? So part of that was I had told everybody I knew about it, you know, that I knew that I was going to be doing this thing. And so that kept me accountable. And I was writing about it on my blog. So those were things that kept me going even when I wanted to quit. Whereas normally I don't, you know, start blog for every New Year's resolution. <laughs> yeah. So it's easier to just be like, yeah, um, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. You know? <laughs> when did you hit your $6,000 goal? It was pretty early on. So like the first month, so I saved, I want to say three to $500. In just the first month? Just the first month. And then the second month I saved $900. That's and awesome. It was crazy because like I had mentioned earlier, it was something where I thought I had no extra money. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm sending as much mm -hmm. money as I can to my creditors. I'm doing the best I can. Mm -hmm. And then when I really, you know, buckled down and started spending just on the needs only, that's when I really started seeing the progress. And then that's when I also realized that since, you know, my failed attempts prior to doing this spending fast, why those didn't work is because I wasn't seeing any progress. It was like, yeah, I, I will die with my debt if I'm only sending an extra 20 bucks every you know, month <laughs> to yeah. my credit or to my college debt and uh, my credit cards. So so with the spending fast, it does. I'm not going to say it's it doesn't suck sometimes because yeah. it does. That's the reality of it. But my whole idea with it is suffer through it. Get out of debt as fast as you humanly can. 
and then get on with your life. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No reason. Yeah. And before I started talking to you, I was like, okay, let me think about what my biggest money sucks are. Mm-hmm. And I took a look at my credit card statements. One of them is obviously is food in general. Like I definitely spend way too much extra money on food. Specifically, I had a lot of charges to Seamless, like an exorbitant amount of charges in the last six months. It was truly shocking. Mm -hmm. And then the other would be unnecessary transportation. Like I buy these, you know, unlimited Metro cards and then I get lazy and don't use them. Mm -hmm. And then my other was unnecessary purchases at Dwayne Reed. Like I lose a hairbrush and then I can't find it. So I just go buy another one. And suddenly I, you know, I looked in my apartment yesterday and I have six hairbrushes (laughs) because of how many times I've gone on vacation and forgotten one and grabbed it and a lot of things like that. So me being disorganized and I have like six deodorants, 12 hairbrushes and (laughs) 45 washcloths, stupid things like that. So I'm curious what you found are the biggest, you know, some general really big money sucks. Like where is all of our money going that we can can easily kind of put a stop to it. Like yeah, I need to stop ordering seamless, but what is what does the general population <laughs> need to do? Well, I think you actually nailed the a lot of the huge ones. A lot of it's groceries. I mean, seamless is different, but um, <laughs> so groceries are a huge one. It's like, well, I do need to eat, right? You know? So that's an easy one to kind of like let slide a little bit. Clothing, um, you know, every single season. I don't know about you, but I I look at blogs quite a bit, and I'm like, oh yeah, and Instagram, and it's just like, oh well, that's awesome. Obviously, I need tan booties right. this season. Everyone has these, and they would look awesome with everything I have (laughs) already. So, I mean, there's a lot of pressure from, you know, the social networks and the magazines and different things like that. So do you think, what do you think is the best way for people to find out their individual, like where their individual weaknesses are? Well, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) So it's interesting because you said how you figured out how you found your money. Yeah. I was, it was a really depressing day just looking at credit card <laughs> statements this morning. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to prepare for this podcast episode. And then it was just such a dark place where I was yeah. like, oh my God, I ordered out that many times for Thai yeah. food and it costs that much every time. Yeah. But so now that you have that knowledge, now that now you can't ignore it. Right. right. So now you can do something about it. Yeah. And that's what it does. It's not super fun to go through the statement. So that's when, when my book comes out, you'll be able to read exactly how to do this. But what you do is you pull your last three statements, your bank statements and your credit card statements. Mm -hmm. And then what you do is you start a reverse budget. And so you um, go through and write out all the categories for like you would for a traditional budget, like, okay, rent or mortgage, food, utility, cell phone, you know, entertainment, all of those categories. Mm -hmm. And then what you do is you start going line by line through each statement, and then you write um, each amount, each purchase into the appropriate category. Mm -hmm. Then you add up each column and divide by three, and then you'll be able to see exactly how much you're spending on average per month on each of those categories. And it sounds like you had like a realization of how much you were spending. (laughs) I'm not going to announce the number here, but it's just, it's not, it's not a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. So I had a similar situation where I thought, okay, yeah, obviously I'm spending a lot on clothes. Like that's something I knew I was spending a lot on, Mm -hmm. but I had no idea how much I was spending on Chipotle burritos, like a crazy (laughs) amount of money. Yeah. It's like one, cause you think one is nothing and you got a 15% off coupon to something and you're like, oh, this is such a deal. Mm -hmm. But you do that 12 times. 
yeah, it's like yeah. a lot of money. It's yep. utilities. So, exactly. Yeah. So all those little things add up, but the good news is they also add up in the other direction too. So all those little sacrifices that you're going to make when you do the spending fest or if you just decide to cut back and, you know, do something a little less extreme than a spending fast, then those little things add up as well. Right. You also talked you also talk about a spending diet. So yes. maybe people aren't going to go full, you know, bare bones, but they might do a diet. So what does that yeah. entail? So the spending diet is where you give yourself a non-needs allowance per month. And what I did is I did, gave myself a $100 non-needs allowance, which really went really, really fast. Mm -hmm. And I did that the second year. So I did that. I did the spending fast for a year and then I still had some debt um, for the second year. So I paid off close to $18,000 the year I did the spending fast. Wow. I totally blew my $6,000 goal out the window. But um, yeah, it didn't even, I had no idea that was going to happen. So with the spending diet, so you, you still have your wants and needs list, Mm -hmm. but you and you still try to spend on your needs only, mm-hmm. but you give yourself a non-needs allowance. So if it's $100 or 200 or whatever you determine your amount to be, then you just um, spend that. <laughs> Very cool. And I've heard some people recommend like something like that you take out in cash. So it's mm-hmm. like once the cash is gone, that allowance is gone, and that kind of helps you monitor it. I've gotten yep. that tip before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good one. That's a, no, that's both of those are great ideas. So let's talk about Let's focus really quickly on the holidays. So yeah. people who are looking forward to to December and saying, wow, I have to buy, you know, Christmas gifts or eight nights worth of Hanukkah gifts or whatever you have to mm-hmm. buy. And plus, plus there's a secret Santa and then your friends want to do a secret Santa and then you have to tip and then all this kind of yeah. stuff. So how do you recommend, you know, what can we pare down for the holidays without, you know, without paring down on thoughtfulness and showing people you love them. How do you, how do you go, how did you go about that in, in your, in your years of spending fasting, spend fasting? (laughs) Well, so what you can really do is, you know, again, with the people that you're closest to, you can just tell them what, like the reality of the situation is, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm trying to get my finances in order, you know, how about we put a limit or Mm -hmm. cap on our spending? So that's a really easy way to do it. Um, and then there's, you know, those miscellaneous gifts and those people that you really want to show them that you care and that they mean something to you, like your boss, you know, that's yeah. a good one to kind of give them something. Like my boss at the time when I was, um, I worked for a judge and so I was like, okay, you know, I want to stay on his good side yeah. <laughs> and stuff. So I, um, I wrote him a really nice note and I made him some cookies, like baked goods are great for those people that you know, you want to show that you care, but you don't necessarily want to spend a ton of money or you don't have the money to spend. It's like you don't want to go into debt to buy gifts right. for people. And so. you talk about a lot about autonomy and mm-hmm. how that was such a big part of developing this, this you know, getting out of debt and kind of getting out on your own. And, and how has that made a difference for you in that first year and these last couple of years? Like, what can you say about about how you feel now that you have so much more control over your own finances and your own life. Yeah. So the whole idea of autonomy, that's something that I hadn't even considered or thought much about until I had started doing the spending fast. And for me, it's about being self-governing and making decisions based on my own best interest and my family's best interest, rather than on the best interests of those that I owe money to. Because like I had mentioned at the beginning of the um, podcast, I, you know, wasn't telling my 
mom all of the trips and yeah. <laughs> dinners and vacations I was going on and participating in because I owed the money. So now I, because I'm living a debt-free life and I'm, I'm able to live an autonomous life. So since I'm debt-free, I'm able to make, we're able to make decisions that are in our best interest. So I have a little son, he's two. And when he was born, we were able to entertain the idea of either my husband staying home with him or me staying home with him. Mm -hmm. And that's something if I had debt hanging over my head still, there's no way we'd be able to have that kind of freedom. That's awesome. So I, I work three days and then um, I'm with my son the rest of the time, rest of the time. And then it's just being able to make decisions that I wouldn't be able to make if I um, still had that debt. Like it's a different kind of freedom that I don't know. I'm able to live a life now that's more meaningful to me. Absolutely. And, and I don't have to take a job that I hate just because I'm like, well, you know, I got all these bills. Well, thank you so much, Anna. And again, your book, The Spender's Guide to Debt-Free Living, is coming out in April. So mm -hmm. we're really looking forward to that. And I just really appreciate your time today and getting to hear all about your serious willpower <laughs> to save all save an incredible amount of money in a short amount of time. And I appreciate all of your advice for navigating the holidays. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on, Sam. Thank you so much for joining me today for Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in the future, just tweet them to me at Sam Sabell and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our producer, Tim Einenkel, and our engineer, Jason Gambrell. And don't forget to grab a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Sabell, and I'll see you next time.